Welcome back to episode seven of the Track Chats podcast. Let's go. This is this is this is cool. This is exciting. We have Gus Simp. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your whole last Genetic. name. Symphendorfer. Symphendorfer. Yeah. Symphendorfer. Let's go. Symphendorfer. Too Let's easy. Go. Too easy to quote LeBron James. <laughs> Come on, man. It's too easy. <laughs> um, but no, we it's have Gus. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, we have Gus. Uh, over from Victoria at the moment, is in Perth for a week. Am I right? Ten days. I'm ten days. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Um, ten days. So, mate, Gus, welcome to the Trash Hats podcast, and thanks welcome to me. Perth. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. So, episode seven, <laughs> Gus, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what you do in athletics, what you do out of athletics, just a brief overview, so the. Uh, um, yeah. Listeners will know what you um, So I'm a four eight runner. Uh, I've ran eight. I've ran fours pretty much my whole career, and I've uh, made the switch to eights this season. Uh, coming from Victoria, currently coached by Steve Fabris and Steve Kane, so the Steve combination. Um, part of the Rising Track Club, so we've got a a real serious uh, real serious squad going on there. We got I think two one forty seven boys down Ooh. running the same squad and quick. We've got quite a few up and comers so it's good fun uh studying studying film outside of outside of athletics so really into my movies books those kind of things um and yeah that's just kind nice. of that's that's me essentially that's cool lovely favorite movie um i genuinely go life of brian that's an absolute classic monty python if not, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. That's a that's a great movie. Cowboys. Haven't seen either of them. <laughs> yeah, so. neither. There you go. Um, I feel bad now, but that's that's actually quite interesting. You're into your filming a fair bit. Um, do you do many projects? Yeah, so I've got um, at the moment this season I've um joined the guys at Baseline Footy, so I'm trying to get into that sports side of film and media at the moment. So I'm doing a lot of uh, videography for them so I'm going to be filming some of their games and uh, hopefully working with like the documentary side of things uh, and then I also throughout the course I want to kind of explore like a lot of film and sport based stuff so that I can because I don't think there's there's not enough really good sports movies so I kind of want to get into that area yeah. so it's yeah I've got a unique perspective because a lot of film students I've found don't really get into their sport so I can kind yeah, of probably about right there yeah. <laughs> should get you down to do a bit of filming it. Michael does all the filming for track chats yeah that would be cool we are looking for hands on, mate. a couple of extra hands on deck for filming but um, how long you been here for there you go in, in Perth, Perth yeah uh, leaving today so 10 days oh right okay well, 10 days probably not then no. <laughs> yeah maybe not but it's okay um, so that's that's Gus and you know let's just dive straight into the podcast and Enjoy episode seven. Welcome to the Track Chats podcast. Peter Ball strikes for home. Clark's having a great race and she's going to automatically qualify. Estranopoulos, also known as the Greek God. Nina Kennedy clearing 481. The Diamond League title here. Here comes Brisbane, ladies and gentlemen. Good start there by Crutton from Western Australia. She's running away with this one. Thomas Marshall wins a gold medal. He is a big time performer. Sick. All right. So, that was an unreal track. 
fun. That is an unreal intro. Should have played Thank last you. night. Should have been played at um, the MP3 at the 21st. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, actually, before we get started, I was gonna say welcome to Perth, but goodbye. Got a couple of the Wolfie lagers for you. Just have on the potty. Oh, what are they? Limited edition Freo Wolfie ones, mate. Freo lagers. I'm a big fan. There's some of Dockers. How good's a can, mate? <laughs> You're a bombers man, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a bo- well. We're both bombers man. Two bombers yeah, mans and a Freo man. So there you yeah, go. Numbered. Welcome to Perth, and you, go. you know, you know goodbye it. from Perth. But goodbye. Take the can home. Show your friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a purple haze it. man. There you go. Purple haze. There you go, Gus. Oh, good little sound there. <laughs> all right, so Gus. Um, first of all, um, why why are you in Perth? Is it just athletics, or are there other reasons? Yeah, uh, come for the athletics, clearly. Yeah, come for the yeah. amazing. <laughs> no, athletics. yeah, predominantly because. Um, uh, I've formed a really good relationship with Lynn Foreman, so I really wanted to come. <laughs> that was clean. <laughs> oh yeah, we love Lynn. Yeah, yeah, we love Lynn. So um, yeah, really wanted to um, wanted to come over here and train with her squad for a week because I found last time I've done it before and I found last time just got um, some really interesting different perspectives that you don't normally get from your from your everyday coach. You've done it before. Yeah, it came over in twenty. Because I was, I was born in Perth, so I've got a lot of friends and family over here. Um, and so, yeah, I've 2019 all schools, I came over here. And then I think 2018, the year before, I came over and trained for, with Lynn for a week. So I wanted to, wanted to do something like that again. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much the main reason why I came yeah. over. Nice, a little training camp. It's cool to hear that athletes, you know, We'll come to Perth for a training camp because we do have mm. good coaches over here. So. Yeah, that's 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 what because the main I, I was an absolute idiot. The main reason why I wanted to come over here was to get a run in on the new track. So I, I I put it out there, Perth when it's not when it's like all right conditions has the best track in Australia, and I, I wanted to get because I there you go switching to eights. So I just wanted to get like a fast eight in. Yeah. Um, so I, my original plan was to come over to for states and run a couple races here for states, but um, when I was booking my flights, I actually uh, messed up my dates, and Mate. I was looking at state relays, not states. That's. Oh, did you compete? Oh no, you can't compete at state relays. No, I can't compete at state relays. Oh, but, um, mate, that's shocking. So I got I got a strive in, thank God. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete waste, but mm. um. I would have liked to have come, done a few rounds at state, see, yeah. seeing how competitive yeah. I could go over the under twenties. Yeah, well, I was actually um hoping that more athletes would be thinking like you because, um, pre me getting injured this season, I was kind of hoping that um would have a couple of high jumpers over east come to Perth and do a couple of comps here for some good competition. Yeah, um, especially because we were going to have nationals here, and then they. Canned it, which is a bit rough, but very rough. I was looking forward to that, yeah, just quietly. So, there you go, best track in Australia. Um, and you say when the conditions are right, we got pretty good conditions in Perth. Oh, the wind, though. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's only, yeah. <laughs> that was a brick wall running into that on Friday. Yeah, it was, it was real rough. So, except then we did a session on um, Tony and I, we did a session on Wednesday when it was still and we were just running. Absolutely unreal times. It yeah, I did. Felt amazing. Mm. So, um, yeah, like when it's not super windy, it is 
so good to run on. And I think I think you're getting a track classic next year because it's rough that there oh, is no track classic this please. year. Please. We haven't had one in ages. Please. Hey. We haven't had one since 2019. Yeah, and 2019, that was such a good – do you remember Luke Matthews ran his – he ran his um, – I think he ran a World Champs qualifier. I remember watching it on my laptop back home, running a World Champs qualifier on the eight in Perth. So yeah. we, need, we need to bring, bring athletics over to Perth again. Please. Please. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah, I'm, I'd be keen for a track classics. Tear it up. Oh, my god, It's fun, for sure. Tingling. Um, so, yeah, that's um, why you're in Perth. And you touched on it already. You're racing here. Um, give us a bit of an overview of your 800 on Friday. How did that feel? Oh, terrible. Terrible. So, my first my first 800, um, I went... I've only ever ran two. So, I've only... I'm only six weeks into the switch. But... Um, my first 800, I just went through the first lap way too slow. And the second lap, absolutely bolted home. And then did the opposite for this one. Went through 600 quite nicely and just like was running on a treadmill in that last 100. So hopefully the third run, I can get that Goldilocks yeah. just right. Nice, nice. All right, that's good then. And um, what sort of like cues were, was Lynn? Did Lynn give you like any cues to work on for this race or was it kind of just like... Just go out and see how you go. Yeah, she was she was really good. Um, Tony and I had a really good session on Wednesday night where she gave a few. Um, she breaks down the race as a so think of it mm-hmm. as a four hundred and then two twos. So if you All mentally right. refresh yourself after that four hundred and then just think of it as two twos, then it almost seems like a less daunting task. And then the other thing she did, kind of from the psychological standpoint was when you hit that line at 400, you just do five super quick steps. So you're not necessarily going any quicker, but you, if you just turn over real quick for five steps, you can break away from whoever's on your tail like just super quickly, and that can mentally um, hurt other people. So if you can mm. do that at 400 and you can do that at 600, um, it kind of it just gives you that psychological boost that you can – like you're starting a new rep almost – so yeah. it was a really interesting cue that I hadn't heard before. So I took that into the race. Did run a PB, but it's pretty easy to run a PB when you only run two races. Yeah, so I think that's that's something that I'll be taking taking into the rest of the season and into next season. Nice. And what what was your time? Oh, I think it was one fifty six. So yeah, okay. not not very flashy, but I am hoping to get down to that low low one fifties and then hopefully can go sub looking into next season. So. Yeah. It's that's if the switch works, but um, at the moment I've I've I'm in a squad, so we've got I think three or four guys. Luke Majors, one of them, so mm. he's a w, mm. good WA boy. Yeah. He's making the switch to eights this season, and um, so Steve's got Steve Fabris. He's got me, Luke, and Jamie Harrison, who went one forty seven in Canberra the other day. Um, we're all four hundred boys, and we're switching to eights, so. He's got those two boys running real quick, so I'm hoping if I follow the same formula, I can I can pull something out as well. Do some damage. Do some damage. Love to hear it. And that's another thing that we're going to talk about a little bit later on the pod, but, you know, it's up now, so we might as well talk about it. Gus, you're, you ran in a 400 in the relay at the World Under-20 Championships. Yeah. You're a, you're a good 400 runner. What's your PB? 47 <laughs> what? Uh, 47.9. So, Forty-seven nine, and you switch into eight hundred. What what's happening? <laughs> what is happening there? Please enlighten well, us. Um, I was a I was a half decent 
400 junior, so I was also a lot bigger and stronger as a as a little kid than a lot of other people. So I could always run run a bit quicker. But um, I had a lot of coaches and people tell me throughout my junior career that uh, I'd be a good 800 meter runner because I could never go out of the blocks particularly quick and I could never get up to a very high speed, but I could maintain a relative speed for 400 meters. So the idea was that um, for me mentally, uh, I remember Justin Rinaldi, so Pete Bowl, Joe Dang, just arguably the best 800 squad in the country, he put something up on Instagram that said any sub 48 runners that want to come switch to eights, my like inbox is always open. So for me mentally, that was kind of the moment where I was like, I want to do eights. And this was about four years ago. So I said to myself, if I can run sub 48, I will then make the switch because I need that raw speed to be able to be competitive at a high level in, in 800s. So you look at, Pete Bowl, Joe Dang, when they were in their prime breaking Australian records, uh, we used to train train with them. They would be able to run 47.5-ish on grass with our blocks. Like, oh, so if you want to be at the, that top level of eight, you really, really need that, that 400 speed. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was, that was one of the reasons why I made the switch from fours to eights is because I just don't have that 100-metre speed to be competitive at the next level for, for fours. So... Uh, yeah, Not a ten nine over hundred though. Yeah, ten nine PB, but yeah. um, oh, that was just a it was a, it was a bit of a lucky day, and um, yeah, I, I don't, I think like I could always go back to fours, but um, yeah. I've I've loved my training for eight so much as well. And yeah. the other thing was that I always got in trouble for my coach because I'd run too much. Oh, so right. I love my distance running. So I'd ten yeah. k's, fifteen k's, twenty k's in the off season. So I'd always run myself into the ground and get injured. So. I've always loved that longer stuff. So the 800s just just perfect, a beautiful training. So I get to do my long runs and I don't get in trouble anymore. There you go. Well, that's actually a very good explanation. For yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. So you was had your long run this morning. How's that feeling? <laughs> Pretty grim. <laughs> it's imagine. it's yeah. hot. It's hot over here and uh, a bit dehydrated from last night. So that's a shape. Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, it was. It was not. It wasn't great fun. Oh, yeah. Poor Garcia. I don't know Garcia, but I saw him roll into a 21st I was DJing at at probably 10 o'clock and quite quickly became the most inebriated bloke there, I reckon. <laughs> almost, almost. Almost. Almost, actually. There was one bloke that stood out. I guess you know, you know who that is. That is James Brennan. He was a beast of his own last night. I had to drag him away from the pong table at 2am to get him home. But... uh if he's awake. Damn it, James Brennan. Put yeah, your head in, come on, mate. mate. Put like, your head in, all right? Talk a big game. Oh, he's breaking news. He's moved to Aaron Breslin. Oh, that of, is, that is breaking of, news. Like, this week. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. You know, I think it was um on the Brez uh, predictions on the post that we did for the State Relays when Brez said that anyone can join his squad. You don't have to be from PTF. So, James Brennan has... Has moved. Has moved. And he... um. Ran a, ran a good two again. He had a plus 4.5 behind him, and he's hasn't quite quite cracked 24, but it was it, it was close, so it's good. It's like trade radio. It's, he's, he's, w, he's w Athletics trade radio. Exactly, exactly. No, we got we got all the trade rumours here. They should, do, right. they should do like a WA draft every year. <laughs> oh, each, that'd be so each, sick. Each squad get, 
everyone, everyone goes in and then each squad and each coach gets to pick, you get your number one no, pick. That would who, actually who, be pretty who cool. Who would be, if WA Athletics held a draft, who would be the number one pick? Oh, that's I'd say James Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see another lad you're going to pick over him. He's sensational. That's a great question. Because you need to take into consideration, you're not just going to pick for, for sheer ability. You want you need squad culture. True. <laughs> You need you need to consider that as well. Oh, that's a good. That's a very good question. Oh, if we are we talking about the the clubs picking or no no squads no picking? each squads, squad or each squads. each coach gets a pick. And then who's who's getting first pick? Who's oh knowing who's knowing Lynn, Lynn Lynn's tried to get me to run a couple of fours before. Not happening though. <laughs> really? Sorry, yeah, that's ambitious. Yeah. And then do you, if you if you get picked by that coach, do you have to do then do their their event? Like, can you be Mate, like a 200 meter runner and then you get drafted it's by like, the pole vaulters? It's like the NBA. Yeah, it's like know. the NBA. You have to. You, you play a role for the team. Mm. Done. That's actually very interesting. <laughs> well, well, give give us one name. What do you reckon? Already said Monte Sands, James yours. Brennan. <laughs> Gus, with your very short time here at Perth, who would you reckon would go first in the draft? Oh, who would go first in the draft? I haven't spent enough time here to have a, have a proper educated... Yeah. Answer. That's right. For the listeners, but, though, Gus um, has been training with Lin Squad, so he knows all the Lin Squad, but not many other people. Yeah, not not that many. Um, at the moment, I reckon I'd be picking Tony. Tony Gazelli. Yeah, because yeah. he, he he's got the he's got the speed and he's got the raw ability, but he's also got the squad culture. Yeah, he's got, and he's got he's, culture. Yeah, impressive that he's kind of flipped the switch a bit. He's taking it seriously. Mm. He's taking it seriously. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be a threat come Brisbane. Done a good job. You love he's, to see it. Yeah, I'd love to see blows like that turn it around. Yeah, good, for sure. But no, I agree with Tony. I think yeah, James obviously is going to add that element of culture a little bit higher. Mm. That just raw, raw nature of being a pisshead, being a washed up. Like oh, that is James. Like, <laughs> just like he didn't. You know, he didn't make it to bed last night. She shared that video of him passed out on the floor of the theatre room. Mm, love, yeah. love to see that from him. But I reckon my first pick in the draft. Hmm. That should be a new question you ask. Yeah, you? that's a very you. You've really brought some value to the pod, yeah. Ronan Gus. I write that. Um, oh, I'm trying to. If for the men, I'd say Chris Jordis. If he wasn't True. going to go to Sydney, mm-hmm. for the women, um, oh, look good. I I reckon I'd have to say Liv Dodds. You know, she's she's a Fair. good athlete, and she's not just a good athlete; she's a good person as well. So, Fair enough. Chris Jordis, Liv Dodds. There you go. Um, all right. So, we get onto that. Oh yeah. So we're talking about why you switching and all that. So we. So you're from Victoria. Um, a lot of people start athletes in Western Australia with little athletics. Is that the similar sort of grassroots? Um, in Victoria or yeah yeah it's real real similar so we've got a bunch of um yeah little athletics clubs that all kind of combine I never did little athletics though because I kind of went through I've got a bit of an interesting story of how I got into it um we have so the the bunch of schools that I went to so the school I went to there was a bunch of schools and we had a really big athletics meet every year is it like a private school? Yeah, it's like the private like, school. Yeah. Aren't you like the equivalent of Aquinas or something? Oh, I don't Aquinas know. Like when they go, uh, something like that. I, don't know. I got some. I got some videos I can show you later. But so we had our school made it mandatory that every single boy from year seven to 
twelve had to go and watch arts. Oh, so we yes. had we had a Good. thousand people would just pack out Lakeside Stadium to watch arts every year. As in, like a thousand people just from your just school? from just from our school, and then other schools would get decent crowds in as well. Shit. But um, so what originally happened was because I heard about this, you have you have to go and you had to go in your school uniform like that. If I can make the athletics team as a reserve for like the four by one, I can wear I can wear my tracksuit <laughs> yeah. pants to ATS and I don't even have to run. So rolled in first day of first day of athletics training. I'm like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna get my reserve spot in the four by one and then I'm never gonna have to do anything else. Um, and then they chucked me in a four hundred, I think it was, that weekend, ended up beating everyone. I had no idea what I was doing at the time. And um my now coach kind of went up to my mum and said, do you know what your son just did? And I'm like, mum started freaking out because she thought I'd fucked up something. <laughs> and then, um, and he goes, just ran a national qualifier in his first ever race. And then from there, it just kind of went. And then two months later, I was running at nationals and ended up winning it. So you won was, one won. nationals after two months of training. Yeah. So I, I just like absolutely stumbled into the sport. Like didn't, didn't have any idea what I was doing, so it was um, it was pretty cool. So I had this like awesome, just like three months. I was completely raw, and then so I was I would have been about thirteen or fourteen, I think, when mm. I first started. So, um, so yeah, and then from there, it's just been like that has just been such a big part of my life. It's mm. been such a it's such a great sport, which I think so many people should be getting into. But yeah, I think a lot of people, I've personally found a lot of people get into ats from little athletics so they'll start with little a's mm. but not often those people that do little a's will then go on to compete in opens so mm. often Agreed. they will like burn out or just pick another sport or do something else so often those ones don't go all the way through but it's kind of the people that will come in maybe through school athletics is often how people get into it yeah. i think the people that come in through school athletics when they get into it like 13, 14, 15, those are the people that kind of go on to compete for a lot longer than the ones that do little athletics. That's that's what I've found there. Yeah. I don't know if there's any statistics to support that. Point, last but yeah. last party, Chris Jordis, that's his story. Yeah. Through school athletics. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good takeaway and it's probably, you're probably right there. Um, because, um, look, little athletics is really good as for like your childhood and all that, but... A lot of people end up choosing other sports. And I feel like if you're encouraged or forced to do athletics through your school in any way, if that's just supporting in your uniform, like that's, we're going to have people come through the sport. And it shows that, okay, Australia might do not do very well at the Olympics in track and field. That's probably because we're not getting the good athletes into track and field. We have, we have some very good athletes out there. It was actually interesting Interestingly, interestingly enough, at the under twenties um, competition, like we we incredibly underperformed as a team. Like it was supposed to be one of the best teams on paper, but we as mm. a team we didn't quite perform to what like we thought we could perform to. But we had the third biggest team there. So really, it was I think the US had the biggest team, then Germany, then us. So oh, yeah, right. we actually sent the most juniors. And I think the more opportunities you give to those junior athletes to get like international um, experience, 
that's just going to grow so much more and get those like open athletes. We're going to have, I reckon that we've got this new generation coming through with, and we've got so many more pathways to go to opens and be competitive as an international level. I think we're going to, we're going to see some really good athletes come through in the next couple of yeah. years. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to think that as well. Um, because yeah, it would be pretty sick. And I think my headphones just like, Oh wait, no, fixed it. Got him. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Okay. Okay. All good. Um, yeah, I think that would be cool to see athletics in like a couple of years' time because I feel like, yeah, I feel like we got some good athletes coming through. So we'll see. What I think it's like. a really good time to be an athlete in Australia because with the Olympics in 2032, mm. there's a bunch of new funding coming through for Athletics Australia because they want to produce good athletes on a home, home Olympics. Mm. So like you look at like even small things in the last year – having that Melbourne track classic as gold level mate, you got international stars coming. Like think about the amount of people that will go and watch that and think of picking athletics over those other sports that aren't necessarily like an Olympic sport. So the more people, the more exposure I think athletics can get to the public, the more people are going to pick it over other sports. And like you said, we've got some incredible athletes I think just our best athletes aren't exactly picking athletics. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that gold mate to see how everyone does. Um Dodd Liv Dodds is actually supposedly running at that one, so that'd be pretty sick. What's this mate? The um the gold mate. The gold mate the, in the Murray plant. Is this the one Fred Kelly's running? Yeah, yeah. Fred Kelly one. Yeah, right, that'll be insane. That'll how many people do you reckon will be that that one? I reckon Lakeside will be packed out. I think What's like the capacity, do you know, of that one? The capacity, oh, it'd be five or 6,000. Yeah, okay. I reckon we'll get, it will be, do you remember when Nitro Athletics was a thing? Yeah. It I will, went to Nitro, actually. Yeah, yeah I reckon it will so be. So you saying both there, didn't you? Yeah. It won't be as big as Nitro, but it will be, that's the stepping stones you need yeah. to, if you can pack out Lakeside to go watch athletics, like that's, yeah. Mm. It, I reckon it will be at capacity, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping because it's, it's going to be unreal like mm. seeing those guys race yeah. and seeing like just some of the best athletes in the world actually competing in Australia. Yeah, that would so. be pretty sick. Nice. Well, look forward to it. Um, so, you, yeah, you were talking about your, like, the athletics in Victoria. We've got good athletes coming through. We need to keep exposing athletes or we need to keep exposing the public to athletics so other people can like actually see what you can do with it. Um, so, but as an athlete yourself, living in Victoria, what does what does it look like for you? Like, what's your training and competing and all that sort of thing? And how is athletics also like more social over there? Because we don't have a lot, well, we don't really have any social events for athletics. We have one track in Perth, uh, one track in Cannington, one track in Bunbury for the whole state. You've got like oh, we've heaps got we got so, heaps. What does um, what does training look like and competition look like? I find it really interesting. Um, athletics in WA, I've found in the last week or so, everyone knows everyone. Like it's a really small yeah, niche like community, that. which is it's very different in Victoria because it's a lot bigger. So we'd have like oh, we'd have ten tracks, I think, at least in Melbourne, and then you've got a couple in the country. Um, so it's kind of not everyone knows everyone. So it's a bit more, um, oh, I don't know how to put it. 
like people kind of you you there's good squad culture like inter squad culture but it's not like a social thing when you just go down and have like you go to your weekend meet and you say hi to everyone you know and it's a bit of fun whereas here like at strive it was so much fun because like everyone knew everyone and it was like it felt like a really good atmosphere. It was good to watch people. Whereas in Victoria, you go to say, we've got our Vic Myers clubs. So that's um, basically you get like the best distance runners and you get them to run there. It's like you're there to compete and you don't talking to anyone. It's not a party. It's, but it's like serious. And like often that produces results because Vic Myers often gets very quick times but it's not like it's not fun whereas mm. athletics in WA seems so much more fun and like community based which is which is a bit interesting and it's also in Victoria it's kind of who you associate with so you look at um I'm sure he'll be listening to this bloke called Angus McKinlay absolute star he everyone knows him you can't do a warm up lab with him cuz <laughs> it takes him 2 hours cuz he has to have a conversation with every single person at the track be That's, like Chris Michael oh yeah yeah Nice. <laughs> I'm zoned in, focus. I don't talk to anyone. Yeah, you got your headphones in. Oi! Oi, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> no, someone, can't, someone can try to talk to you. Wait, you seriously fuck off. Seriously, it's not a joke. Yeah, it's not a joke. Focused. Focused. Locked in. Just tunnel vision, mate. It's <laughs> just. It's, can't get a word out of me for two hour warm ups, you know. Yeah, exactly. Serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. My two races this season and then the hamstring tear. Oh, this is heartbreaking. But yeah, sorry, guys, you were saying, hey? Um, I can't even remember what I was saying. I, I, think, yeah. I think Perth is a lot more of a tight-knit community. And like, I don't know if it takes someone from the outside to like say that so that you guys... Like, I think you, you don't... From what I've heard from everyone, I don't think you guys really appreciate how nice that atmosphere kind of can be. And uh, you, there's... Double-edged sword, though. Like, it can be a real... Um, if you don't want to talk to someone, like, mm. everyone at the track you know, whereas Victoria's a lot different. Like, well, you get those guys that have been there for years and they would know most people at the track and you got your coaches and stuff that know everyone there. But it's a lot more of a... Um, like, I'd go to the track and I, I wouldn't know half the people there. So I find, I find that a bit interesting. It can be good and bad. So it's got its positives. That is interesting because, like... I wouldn't actually, I would, that just kind of seems normal, normal mm. for us. And strive, strive competitions to me don't really feel like competitions because they are so relaxed because everyone's like chatting and stuff. Yeah. And then it just feels like a training session yeah. almost. So it's cool how everyone's like chill, but then at the same time you're like, shit, like, come on, like, let's feel, I, I need to feel like I'm actually yeah. competing. Stasis is like that one event where, Stace is the only event. The crowd goes yeah. quiet, you know, it's serious, but yeah. the strive mates are just yeah. training around yeah. through. It can, be, it can be a real double-edged sword because some people, if they're relaxed, that's when they run their best, whereas other people need that kind of adrenaline to be able to really get good comps. And the other thing that's good in Victoria is that we've just got so many choices for events. So we've got, like, if you're a distance runner, so eight upwards, you've got Vic Milers, which is every two weeks or so. If you're a sprinter, we've got like specialist sprinting mates. So we'll have like high velocity. So that's like one, two, four hurdles, maybe a long jump. 
And then we've got every weekend we've got our equivalent of stride, which is called like shield where each club kind of competes. But that's a lot more of a community-based fun um, day, whereas those like specialist mates, they're like dead serious. That's that's where you want to go to compete. So if you want to do it for fun, you go to shield. If you want to like really run a good time, you go to those specialist mates. Cool. That's actually pretty interesting. Mm. Interesting to see. And, you know, because a lot of people in WA were kind of just, like you said, didn't actually realise that we had that sort of culture. Yeah. And that's cool. Um, so that's like big difference between WA and Vic athlete, uh, like athletics. Um, and you're like the way you train and compete. Um, but the thing is, Victoria is, Victoria is known as the sports capital of Australia. Yeah. And athletics is a very small sport in Australia compared to some other countries in the world where athletics is taken pretty seriously. Yeah. What's it like being in such a huge sporting city and doing a sport that not a lot of people like have a lot of interest in? Um, it's interesting. Like we've got our, like living in Melbourne as a sports nuffy is just, it's the best. Like I've got, um, I got my MCC pass. So I'll just go oh, down sick. any footy game pretty much at the G. I'll just, man, my mates will just go down and watch, watch footy, cricket. Well, you, can got, just, you can just go watch the footy yeah, for free with an MCC pass. Oh, you got to pay your fee every yeah. year, but yeah, you essentially but, you can just walk in, watch any footy match you want at the G. Geez. Um, Unless it's, like, unless it's like Anzac Day or the grand final. I think it's the only ones we can't get into. a couple of Anzac Days. Go Bombers. Oh, Anzac Day is best. Yeah, it is pretty sick. Great game. Been to any grannies? No, I've never actually been. I've never been to a grand final. And I've never played in a grand final for any junior sport I ever played. Never played a final or a grand final. So It's a bit rough. Yeah, never had yeah. That, that taste of glory for a grand final. Being a Bombers supporter, I probably won't be seeing us in the grand final yeah. anytime soon. So it breaks my heart, Gus. It breaks my heart. Yeah, but it's um, yeah, being in, I think Aths is growing a lot. Like, cause nearly, I'd say, like most, a lot of schools would offer some sort of athletics to a, a level, like into into school kind of sport athletics. So it's a lot of people are actually spo- expo- exposed to it in Victoria. So. People have like respect for the sport, but and it's a lot. It's a lot bigger here. But then, you, of course, you've got your footy, your cricket, uh, maybe your hockey. That that all kind of trumps athletics. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I think the real kind of test will be that um, Murray Plant meet. How much of a turnout we can get from just the general public of people that don't actually like or are aware of the athletics world. So like. I think it will be interesting to see how many people, how how many people that are members of the public that can draw. Yeah, because it's like, just like a, hey guys, like I heard there's an arts meet on. Should yeah, we go? Should we go? Like I'd, I'd, I'd be really excited if we see that. Like mm-hmm. just people that don't really know about the sport that are actually coming down to go see it. Yeah, fair enough. Because those people, sort of people, wouldn't know who Fred Kelly is and all that. No, stuff. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Who he would be. Yeah. So we, we've just got a smorgasbord of of sports so you can just kind of pick. And like each sport's kind of respected the other. So mm. you're not like, you wouldn't get bullied for doing one sport over another kind of thing. Yeah, I it's found, very different in Perth. Yeah, which yeah. I found in, in other states. 
like I've, I've talked to some people in New South Wales. It's like if you don't play rugby, if you play AFL over rugby, like you're going to get get a lot of shit for that. Mm. Whereas in Victoria, if you play rugby, someone's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, okay. That's more yeah. of a niche sport than athletics over in Victoria. All right. Yeah. So, there you go. I guess like footy culture over here is pretty big. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it would be interesting to see how many people go to that gold meet in Melbourne. Because like in Perth today, we had the UFC fight. That was be packed out, you know. Yeah. So. I saw some videos of the line to get in. Like yeah. just for the weigh-in. Yeah, right. Did you see those? Yeah, the ones the other day. Yeah, yeah. it was like around the block. It's insane, the yeah. That's crazy. A lot of is people it? want to see like KSI and Logan Paul as well. <laughs> oh, is, yeah. He, he was in Rotto, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that. strange. Are they like, here? Good place. Yeah, they're in, the they're in Rotto. Because their thing got cancelled, didn't it? They're here, though. They Yeah, yeah. It did get cancelled, but they were here because they're promoting Prime yeah. UFC. Yeah, yeah no, that's a bit crazy. Oh, it's with the UFC, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But they're a sponsor of that. There you go. But no, nah, that's all right. All right. So we want to move on to uh, next part. This is a pretty serious topic of conversation here. Um, so since our last episode a couple of weeks ago, Peter Bowl has tested positive to what was it again, Chris? APOs. APOs, which is blood doping enhancement. Uh, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's around the kidneys, I think. Bone Base, marrow. Yeah, so what happens from what my understanding is yeah, it gets your bone marrow to basically yeah. naturally produce more blood, red blood cells. Yeah, which then carries more oxygen around the body. Yeah, and then get your muscles to work better essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pretty serious stuff. And he's facing uh, <laughs> Yeah, mate. Wouldn't wouldn't help me. Mate, would wouldn't even <laughs> want to joke about that. There there if water comes to your house tomorrow, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Alright. Get him to come. Get him to come. Piss in a cup. Put him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but serious, serious chat here. Peter Bowl is in not a very good spot because if no. um, he's, what's the word? He's not protested it, but he's. Um, he's, he's appealed it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's appealed his, um, his A sample and he's asked for a B sample and. Usually, from my understanding, if you um, have an A sample and you admit to it, it's two years. But then if you get your B sample and your B sample's bad, it's yeah, four think, years. Is it really? I didn't I know. Think that. I think. Oh, I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, yeah, appealing it. I don't know. I didn't know that that extended the, yeah, the I actually consequence. Don't know. I could be wrong. It is four. Um, he's definitely facing yeah. four years if, he's, if his B sample yeah. is found. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, that B sample will be tested very soon. So um, as a person going into 800s and, you know, Peter Bowles, like the man to look up to, what are your thoughts on this? Um, oh, it's it's terrible. Like he he's probably, when you think, when you look back on this generation of athletes, um, you'd probably, hopefully, if his reputation isn't absolutely shattered, um, you think of him as kind of the, the gold standard. Like he was, mm. um, he was just, and coming across him personally once or twice, like just one of the nicest guys, had so much time for everyone. Um, so like I, I am got my fingers crossed that it does come back negative. And I think pretty much the whole athletics community hopes that it comes back negative. 
So, I, I yeah, it's just such a sad situation because he's such an amazing person and what he's done, not for just the athletics community, so he's kind of put athletics on the map a bit, mm. like what he did in Tokyo, um, but what he's done for the Sudanese community, what he's done for just... Like, he was nominated for a Young Australian of the Year. And I hope that what he has done off the track, moving positive... Yeah, his, his positive role model stuff he's done off the track, I hope that isn't tattered as much if it, if it does come back negative. And I've... Yeah, if there was one person in athletics, I would have hoped that didn't happen too. It would have been him because he's just... Mm. Yeah. And... If it is four years, like he's at the back end of his career now, so we might not see him race again if he is comes back positive. So that'd be terrible. Yeah, it'd be it'd be absolutely terrible. But you can't take away from what he has done already. So like you can look back on that. So he was tested after the Olympics, after all his big races. I think he's tested twenty two times in the last twelve years, uh, twelve months. Jeez. So all his other stuff has come back negative. That's like getting a drug test like every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's how often he was tested. So um yeah, and it's 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 just really, really hard with APOs because as as an athlete kind of going through like I don't know about you guys, but we are taught from day one like the consequences of doping. Mm. And not just doping but accidental doping. So if you have your protein powder yeah. that's not been batch tested and then you have test positive from that or you have a runny nose and you have a pseudofed with the pseudoephedrine in it rather than the non-pseudoephedrine in it and then you test positive from that or if you have a protein yogurt like it's just if it was something like wait hang on hang on (laughs) protein yogurts yeah like the yo pros and stuff what are they if you do i need to check yeah so um if you I, i think it's the 30 30 gram ones that they haven't been um, approved by uh, Australia, uh, what's it called? Sports Integrity Australia yet. So you might just want to be like careful with that. And it's even Do you like, have the 30 gram ones though? No, you, you don't, do you? Uh, I don't think so. I might have had. Oh, no, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the protein balls in, um, at, at Boost? Yeah, don't eat that shit. Yeah, that, they can. They can test you positive as well. So it's just it's just there's there's that many small things you can accidentally take, mm-hmm. and you can be forgiven for that. You can like that was that happened. Whereas EPOs, you have to inject them. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not you're going to be falling asleep and someone's injecting you at night. So it's like the cynic in you goes kind of could have been doing it for a long time and only just tested positive now. And then it's yeah, but I, I it, it's just such a hard situation, and I hope he him and his family and his support team are okay. And I hope his mental health um, more than anything is okay from, from this whole situation. Cause that can be something like he really needs to be looked after. Cause it can be if, for someone who's in such the public eye, who's in the public eye so much and he's kind of been dragged through the mud through this. So I hope, hopefully it's just, it comes back negative. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah, well, all we can do is hope. And what do you think it'll come back as, if you were to guess? Pete is a freak of nature, so he could produce, like, 
abnormal amounts of red blood cells. So yeah. I really, I've just got my fingers crossed. But yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for, the for the best, expecting the worst. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, look, I'm probably going to, I don't know, I just feel like blood doping and something that's injectable. Although he was found in the first band, apparently. That's at the mm. lowest. Yeah, so he was like in the lowest. EPO that can the lowest, be found yeah. In the stream. But I was talking to Lenny. Um, what's what's Lenny's last name? The distance coach in WA. Hayes. Hayes. He was talking about like API testing and stuff, like how far it's come. Mm. And like they can detect like a drop in like pool like a Olympic size pool or something like that like the oh man the amount of yeah it's very very it's quite accurate these days so and yeah false positive for APO is quite rare seeing as and it, the other blood doping. what's that once in history I think it's kind yeah of it was like it was like 20 years ago as well it was yeah. ages ago so, so yeah false positive is quite rare with this stuff and you know as yeah. Chris Jordan said I'm quite data centric yeah um yeah, probably going to lean towards the... What does Chris Jordan have to do with that? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> but uh, look, I, I don't want to say anything, but... Yeah, it's worth it's the hard, results, yeah. I guess. The, th- the thing that makes me think that he's negative is because he's just... He's saying... Yeah, he's very he's, adamant that he's... He's adamant yeah. that he has not taken it. And if you the fact that he gave over his laptop, yeah. computer, everything yeah. so quickly, yeah, that kind of goes like yeah, that, that. Does make you think? Yeah, it makes summons, you think twice yeah. about it. Because the thing is, if you're if you're guilty and you've been caught, it's kind of like shit. I've been caught. Fair enough. I'll be honest. But and you know, testament to his personality. So many people have said that he's such a good bloke. You kind of think, oh, if he's if he's um, you know, saying that he's innocent. We should probably give him the benefit of the doubt until he's been proven guilty a second time. Yeah, so. yeah. Give the black benefit innocent until proven guilty. Mm. Let him. Yeah. Let him yeah. go out there, see what the base sample comes back with, and then yeah. As soon as we find out, we'll be putting stuff on track chats. So make sure to follow track chats Instagram at track chats no spaces. Fingers crossed. Um, so there you go. Um, wood. Is this? Is this, wood? this is wood. It is. Uh, it's a real wood. Probably not. Oh, so no. Nah. Yeah, it is real wood. Real wood. Oh, touch just, wood. T- touch the floor. That quite, you know, lovely floorboards you have in this house. Yeah, very nice floorboards. Yeah. All right. But we'll move on. Um, so last season, let's talk about your season last season. You build up to World Under 20s. Um, tell us what that was like because you missed out on the qualifier. Yeah. You still managed to go. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a really... It was a roller coaster of a season last year. Um, I remember just sitting because I was kind of I'd taken a bit of a break from athletics over twenty 2020, twenty, kind of twenty twenty one. Played a bit of footy. I was just suffering a bit of burnout. Just wasn't enjoying it very much. Um, and I remember I had a moment in footy where I was like, "Nah, this is not for me." I think I want to go back to maths. And I remember watching when Kirsten Warholm broke that world record over the four hurdles in Tokyo. And I remember the commentators talking about how he's just got this like animal mentality to training. Like he's just an absolute beast on the training track. And I kind of, I took that um, and kind of applied that to the season. Cause that was one of my biggest issues was I, I just wasn't training 
as hard or to the quality that I was racing at. Um, so then, so start of the season, planned it out with kind of um, my coach and I. I've had a bit of a break. So we kind of, we put up world under 20s as like this, we're going to work towards it this season. It would be amazing if we got there. But if we don't, it's not the end of the world. But that's like the big goal. So then I kind of, I feel like I took that kind of, um, that Wahom mentality into training and everything just kind of kind of clicked from there. I think I dropped my PB by about a second. Um, and yeah, it just kind of all came together. I ended up running, so I think I ran 47, 47.98 at States and was like really happy with that. I was like, I was just, I was getting closer and closer to the qualifier every day and there was only one other bloke in Australia that had actually got the qualifier. So it was it was wide open. It was pretty much if you got it, you you can you can be on the team. Um and so my coach and I we kind of put the four by four was our goal. Because we thought if we don't get that qualifier, there's always the four by four and then from there we can kind of we can kind of work on things and try and work towards the next season. Um and then, so I was running some half-decent times, ran a really good states, was getting really close to qualifier, and I got sick as a dog about two weeks before nationals, got bronchitis. Oh, so it's going to hurt your lungs a bit. Yeah, my yeah. lungs were just, just really hooked. Um, <laughs> and so we kind of still went into, because we were going to take, they were going to take a, a men's 4x4, four four, the plan being they'll take a 4x4 four four and then two reserves, I think. So they were going to take six. So in my head, I was like, if I'm in the top six over the line at nationals, like I should be on that plane. Um, and then went into nationals, just like I got the last, I didn't get an auto cue. So I got the last qualifier in the heats. Like I was just, I was no good. I was sick as, um, yeah, got the last qualifier for the final. So then I think it was eight in the final. So I was just mentally, I'm like, all I got to do is beat three more people and then I'm on the team. That's crazy. Imagine you're, you know, in a a national final and you only have to beat a couple of people to make the team. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, that's crazy. Pretty cool, yeah. It was, um, (laughs) so, yeah, it was, it was, I was just like, I remember warming up on the track, just being like, all I got to do is beat three more people. And I ran one of just a, I ran a shocking race. So, like we had such a we had a a plan going into the race, and we, I'd practiced it and I'd executed it pretty much all the race I'd raced in Victoria that year, and just everything went out the window in that final, and just ran went through three hundred I think nearly the slowest race slowest three hundred I'd gone through um, that season wasn't even in the frame like on the live stream going into the straight oh, no. and I I came home like pretty strong and i think i would end up with fourth so fourth over the line so i i I, in theory i was in the team like i'd done everything i could that year and then um we got told so we kind of because only one two two blokes or i think one guy got the qualifier so then they kind of told us after that they weren't going to take a four by four team they were just going to take um a mixed team, so that meant only two two guys could go. Yeah. Um, 
And so I was just, I was heartbroken after nationals. I'd worked pretty much 12 months into that, that one race and I'd absolutely blown it. Like I knew I could have run so much better. Um, so I hadn't made the team. And then they, the guy who won nationals, Tom Reynolds, who, by the way, is running absolutely incredible times at the moment. I think he's gone 46.5 as an oh under. Oh, my goodness. As an yes. under 20. He's still, well. still, he's still under 20. He's still under yeah. 20. Um, so just an incredible time. Um, and two weeks later, they, I was talking to Tom, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not going on the trip. Like, he, he'd won nationals, done everything. He was in the, he's in the team. He's just like, yeah, I'm not going. Like, why not going? I've got school and stuff. <laughs> oh my god And I'm just thinking Like And I love Tommy He's an absolute ripper guy I'm just like Is he from Victoria? Yeah he's from Victoria So the two The two that are originally picked Brody Hicks and Tom Reynolds Brody Hicks Another absolute ripper Like Ripper bloke Can't get a word out of him He's, <laughs> he's like a monk <laughs> um, But <laughs> Yeah He was just like He's just like I'm like shit There's like an open spot On the team now So I remember Uh my coach gave me, I think it was Craig Pickering's uh, number, and I sent Who, him this. Who's that? He's the he was like the head the head of the team basically. Right. And he's, what was the qualifier? The qualifier was forty seven six. Okay, yeah. I ran forty seven eight. I think. Yeah. Okay. So like real, real close. So I was real, real close, and I was just yeah, just off it. Um, and then, yeah, and then I kind of. I sent him this big email, this like massive email, just being like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm <laughs> Take just, me. Just sub me in, coach. So that was basically, yeah. So I said, just send him this massive email, just being like, like I was that desperate. I just sent him this, this massive email. And then um, a week before, because they do a, a pre-departure camp in the Gold Coast, just to kind of plan everything and you get to know your teammates and all that stuff. So they did a pre-departure camp. I think it was five days before or four days before the pre-departure camp got a call from Craig just saying you're in <laughs> like, <laughs> well you Gus you're, you're on your speakerphone and you're on camera you're in you're in get a, get a reaction it's like, yeah it's like that um, it's like when a player gets, yeah, um, the, gets their the first game yeah, 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 that, it was, um, yeah but it was it was just like the most insane feeling just being like and mind you I'd had a because I'd finished nationals two weeks later because that was basically my season done. So I hadn't trained for two weeks. I was, yeah, partying a bit. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and then ended up being just like, you're in. And then off to Goldie. So it was just like, like I said, just an absolute roller coaster of emotions over that kind of 12-month period. And then the preparation for, um, for the actual, for Columbia was like, just I've never trained. I'd been was so locked in. I'd never trained so, um, so kind of. I took it so professionally. Like I was doing ice baths. I was eating well. I was getting everything prepared so I could try and run my best when I got there. And then uh, we had a time trial in Miami before we went to Columbia, and I ran. So I, I PB'd through three hundred, like just a three hundred PB. And then um, <laughs> kind of went on a treadmill in the last 100, which I don't normally do in my fours. Normally, I can't go through 300 quick enough and then I can fly home in the last 100. Um, but my coach was like super happy because he made me do a bunch of flying 40s before that. And it was 36 degrees with 90% humidity. So oh. it was just like... 
Jeez. He's like, I knew you were going to go backwards. I wanted to see how you go through with that 300. Um, and so I was, I was just like in this really good headspace. Like I was ready to race. Like I knew I had speed in me. Um, and then got to the actual day, ran, uh, I think I ran nearly two seconds off my PB. Just kind of got yeah. caught up in the whole, the whole experience. And I had the guy on my inside. Uh, we had the Americans, the Jamaicans, the Kenyans, maybe Italy, someone else in our heat. So we just had this insane heat. It was top two go through. And we ended up, we would have won every other heat. And we came, I think, fourth in our heat. Oh, um, but the the bloke on my inside, I had the American on the inside, went 44-2. Oh, <laughs> my. That's an Olympic qualifier. That would have got 44 him That's like, that's that a comfortable. Got, that would have got qualifier. him into the Olympic final just about. So oh, my that was goodness. a That was a welcome to the big time <laughs> kind of run. I was just like... Shit! <laughs> you like ran like six seconds slower than him. Yeah, that's like <laughs> I was 60, no, that's like sixty meters. Like 50, I was nowhere to be seen whatsoever, and I was just like so. But like overall, did, the he, whole, did he run the normal four? He didn't even run the normal four. Oh, so really? What? So he didn't even what? He wasn't even in there. He was just there for the four by four. So he was there as a relay specialist, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! I'm thinking, oh my who God. who ran the actual four for USA then? A bloke faster than him. Yeah, I can't remember who Incredible. it was, but like that's insane. That, it would have got him close to the win in the actual four as well. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. he he was yeah it was it was <laughs> it was a unique experience just watching him fly by. <laughs> I think that's why that was kind of the thing my coach told me after the race is like you were in two mindsets of whether to go with him or not, and I didn't go with him. I kind of tried to run my own race, and then yeah, just didn't go too well. But then. Got back, I think, two weeks, three weeks later of training, ran a PB as soon as I got home. So I was in form, just didn't quite uh, produce it on the day. But, yeah, it was, it was just, I think, experiences like that and for kind of athletes like myself that were kind of on the fringe, um, we got told a lot of statistics while we were over there, like in the pre-departure camp, about the amount of people that competed under 20s to then go on to compete at like open world champs. And I think it's like maybe six from every team go on to compete at open champs. Really? And that's like... Are they trying to discourage you or something? It was it was brutal. Like there was just brutal honesty, which was good, but it was like, it's kind of like, oh. But for athletes like myself that were kind of on the fringe, I think Athletics Australia is doing so well to kind of go if we can have a bigger pool of people that we're going to show this experience to, that means we're probably going to get more people like exposure. And then hopefully that will translate into running better times in the open, open teams. So I thought that was just, it was so good for someone like myself to just get that experience. And then just so like my training for the last, so then my training like since then has just been like, I've just, I've learnt so much and then applied that when I got back and it's just been so much better. I produced, I think, three PBs a couple of weeks ago and then now I'm switching to the eight, so hopefully I can take that and then run some half-decent eight, eight times. Nice. Love to hear it. Love to hear that. I mean, like, it's cool to hear that, you know, an experience like that and you didn't actually run well, you didn't get a medal, you didn't final or anything like that, but you still, like 
being in that international stage kind of yeah. opens your eyes and you can it opens your eyes and you look at um like some athletes that went in like uh Tiana Boris is that like, Tiana she won a bronze medal but she went in as I think the triple jump triple jump yeah. she was ranked I think second or third last going into the triple jump and just produce this incredible performance so it's like people like that that are getting that international experience mm. it's like that's, that's gonna sick. help us as a whole athletics community come like 2032 when we want medals yeah in that um in that olympics yeah so watch out yeah it's dead that'd be cool so that's the world under 20s experience from a competing competition competing sort of viewpoint yeah tell us a little bit about the team what are the some? <laughs> what are the people like on that team? Can't we we want to know. It was it was it was such a good team. Like they kind of told us like first couple of days, you're going to make friends on this trip that you're going to have for life, and like that was absolutely true. So I've kind of I've made friends that like I flew up to Sydney um, in before Christmas to go see a couple of friends that I'd made on the trip. So Livingston, Flynn Pumper. Um, yeah, so that was um, so I went and saw them and Annie as well. She flew over, um, but the <laughs> it was an interesting team because and like all the coaches were laughing because traditionally the the sprinters, the ones that get all the girls, but that was flipped on this trip. Oh, <laughs> so well, we know that's all that's the, just not true. All the, all distant, the high jumpers get the girls. We know that for a fact. <laughs> Last night's performance speaks <laughs> volumes of that. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, busy on the yeah. decks while you're doing the. Doing your own thing, aren't you? Yeah. yeah what, what, were you, what were you didn't, didn't come up on stage with me, mate. You'd I came up on stage with you. Briefly. And yeah. You went elsewhere, didn't you? <laughs> Radio silence for a while. So last night I heard. Yeah, he's <laughs> MIA, mate. You're gone. Mate, I had to get a good sleep. Aura rings trucking everything, mate. 9pm. <laughs> it's time to start winding down. 9pm start. time to start winding down. That's when you got up on the decks and hit the boilers. Yeah. No, we didn't get a ball of Didn't did get we? a ball, actually, to be honest. Good grave. Um, but yeah, time, sorry, time. Gus, you were saying the sprinters get the girls, which is... Yeah, but that, that, was very not, true. that wasn't it's true uh, on our trip. It was... Um, sure. it was, it was Gus got all the girls, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you consider no. yourself a sprinter as a 400... I was, I was an honorary Dizzy. So we called... The distance runners got the nickname Dizzy. Dizzy. Okay. <laughs> Don't know why. I think that was a Taylor Crudden, uh nickname, that one. And... Um, of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> So Last one. I, I hung out with the, the Dizzies, so they were just called the Dizzies. So, <laughs> would you consider yourself a ladies' man? Uh, oh, not really. Yeah. I've had girlfriends pretty much for since I've been in like year nine. It's the f- longest time I've been single, I think. For well, for then while. yes, that's that's pretty decent, mate. Oh, but it's like I've had two girlfriends, so it's like yeah, not not overly the ladies' man. There you go. Quite but a, yeah, the sprinters stint. sprinters didn't clean up on nah, sprinters. Do very well. Who who were the ones that were having the most fun? <laughs> um, don't have to say names. You can just say yeah. Not going to name names. You can just say groups. If, oh, the, if, the if dis- you can, the distance runners had the most. Had the the dizzies, the dizzies, dizzies. Generally, distance runners. Dizzy like, rascals. <laughs> yeah, ge- generally distance runners. Just you either get them. I find they're either like super smart or just like weird. But like, <laughs> you get what so you many mate? distance runners. Like, I, I've trained with a lot of them, and they're all they're all weird. So, um, yeah. 
Nice. It was nice. that they, but they had the most fun. It was it was so it was weird. It was like a everything was flipped. So gotta love a weird time. Mm. Yeah, it was. Reminds me of uh, Malaysia 2017. Weird time. Gosh, that was trip. that was a very weird time. Um, but no, nah, that sounds fun. It sounds like you had a good time there. Yeah, did a couple of TikToks with Taylor Willis. So and that's yeah, right. that's what we want to ask about yeah. Taylor Willis. He's gone D one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, he's back. What? Wait, what? He's back. Yeah, he lasted a week. Did he? What? Yeah. I didn't know that. As at in all. like he's not gonna be in America at all anymore. No, he's come back. Like Ooh, oh, where what? Boy oh boy, where away. I'm awake in Texas. What's what's happened? <laughs> I don't know. He, Texas can be brutal. Yeah, he's um he's come back to compete on Australian shores. I don't think he Yeah. Good good guy, Taylor, so yeah. Um yeah, but I, I haven't talked to him since um, he's come back. But no, he's not, not in America anymore. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Taylor, Taylor and Mitch Lightfoot, they were, they were an interesting combo. Two, what are they the like as a, as a friendship? I don't know. I always found it a bit weird. You could never tell if they were... Because you could never tell whether they were like liked each other or not. Like they were... Competitors. They, 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 were, like, they were just both competitive beasts. So you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't tell whether they liked each other. But then when they both performed, I still remember we stayed till, because their hurdle final got pushed back and we stayed and watched their final. We were there till like 10 o'clock. And like when they both went fourth and fifth, that was just the whole team was there to watch Mm. and everyone just went wild and they were just like... Everyone was so happy for them, which was just, it was... Because they both ran very well. They both ran yeah. incredibly yeah. well. And um, that was the other one when Caleb Law won his bronze medal. Yeah, that would have been... Yeah, that think, been I think the whole team was, um, yeah, was pretty much like there to watch. It was... That's pretty sick. It was, yeah, it was, it was really good culture. So everyone kind of, everyone got around it. But yeah, those, those two boys, they'll be doing big things this year in the Opens, I reckon. Nice, love to hear it. Um, but yeah, with um with Taylor, look, I've heard many people say like in person, great bloke. He's um look, I I don't ever want to hate on anyone, and look, he's he's a grinder. You can tell he's a grinder, and I respect yeah. that a lot. Yeah, good guy. But like some some of his um videos, I I kind of look at it. I'm thinking, if I look, people are different, and I feel like. Me personally, as an athlete, very like focused on my goals and all that. But don't I? I wouldn't go out and tell people my goals, let alone post them on TikTok and stuff. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? It's interesting. Um, I mean, I I respect what he does. Like he's and he's got him. He's got himself like There's a, some good. He's sponsorship got sponsorship deals, deals yeah. now from it, and um, I think he's he's on he's with on running. So I think he's yeah. sponsored by on at the moment. Yeah, he's um, doing well, no doubt. So he's like, I respect what he's actually done with, with the TikTok, but like I personally wouldn't wouldn't do it. But um, like, yeah, I just I hope that he doesn't post anything stupid. So like um, it could actually get him in trouble. But mm. like, yeah, like there's a there's an audience. It's probably for that stuff. So if there's an audience for it, why don't you you make it? So mm, good enough. on him for kind of taking the lead but yeah i personally wouldn't do it but yeah yeah what he does quite interesting i'd actually be quite eager to meet him in person oh he's yeah. he's a great guy in person yeah 
you get to get to talk to him. He's very um I found Taylor was his social media personality and his real life personality was a bit different. Like um mm. he's a lot more uh kind of quieter and a lot more reserved in real life. Oh, Whereas right. on social media he kind of has this big kind of uh persona almost so yeah you find it interesting when you kind of you feel like you know someone through social social media and you get to know them yeah. in real life and they're a lot often a lot more reserved than what their online persona is might get him on the pod that'd be interesting yeah you should get him on the pod do it yeah, over okay. zoom yeah, okay. yeah get him on zoom that'd be interesting all right well there you go um let's move on to our next segment very popular segment our Instagram questions. Oh, can I just say, are you getting? Have you got Etienne on this podcast yet, or will you get Etienne on? Yeah, we're planning on getting Etienne on. Make yeah. sure you get Etienne as your next guest because I've never met a more interesting man in my life. Okay, he was. I think he that was the biggest takeaway from the um, from the trip. Etienne, uh, I absolutely love that man, and he's got this sense of humor that's so dry that you won't yeah. pick it up for, <laughs> for a day or two. Um, you'll go. He'll, you'll say. You'll, he'll say something, and you'll just be like. Oh, that was a joke. I thought you were serious. <laughs> like we were in the we we're in the bus in the Gold Coast and he goes, Oh yeah, I've um I've learned a few Colombian phrases. I'm teaching myself Colombian at the moment for when I get over there. And then someone just goes to correct him and we look back and he's just in the back seat just giggling to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then um another one was we were on the plane and um like we're just talking about music and stuff and he's like, Yeah, I'm really into Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, you're joking, right? And he, he, whips up his a- he whips up his Apple so Music. Funny. He's actually really into Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> so he's just like, he's just, he be- he marches to the beat of his own drama. He's just, oh, but then the best one was um, in customs. <laughs> so we're going into the- Oh, we're, yeah, we're I think I've heard this. We're at the state. We're going in, um, we, we're going into America. And Etienne just goes, I've got a kilo of meat in my bag. <laughs> Mate, and, and we're all like, oh, yeah, you gotta, you're going to bring raw meat into, into the United States. And then, and then so it's like, we just brush it off. And then five minutes later, he opens his bag. He's got this big, he's got this big, like, um, brown paper bag full of, full of, um, oh, what's it called? It's the South oh, African. Biltong. Biltong. Yeah. So he's just got, built, he's got a He kill. loves, we're, we're at AIS, um, we'd have been like 14 for one of those national camps and he got in trouble for stealing six liters of milk from the AS fridges and stockpiling them in his room, and he'd walk out because we got told we could take whatever you want from yeah. the whatever the thing is, like the buffet, basically. And he would just bring out these full cream milks because apparently he needs X amount of calories to maintain, which would be something ridiculous. And then he would bring those he, protein he yogurts, stupid amount, yeah, of, a full of cream milk. milk. Like, like he doesn't actually eat that much for a man that size, but yeah. he drinks so much milk. Loves his milk, and like he gets milk's good. He'd walk out with heaps of yogurts and stuff. And then they're like, who's been stealing like liters and liters of milk from the AIS <laughs> kitchens? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, he took Biltog yeah. through customs and just no one questioned it. Loves it didn't just, get... He, didn't he, get um, he broke the chocolate milk machine as well in, in America because he drank too much yeah, chocolate That milk. doesn't surprise me. Oh my like he drank gosh. it dry. <laughs> what? As opposed to drinking it wet? wet? What? No, oh, sorry. No, like he drank all the chocolate milk. Oh, oh drank, right. He drank it dry. Yeah. dry. I thought you meant like he drank yeah. it like a dry version. I was no, like, no, 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 no. He, he actually he drank it dry. He drank it till it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> till it was dry. Yeah, he's a, he's a character, Etienne. 
Oh, yeah, I've got... Yeah, he's... Gentle Giant. Oh, it's great. And on the plane, he's got... You know those, like, big, like, cushion things that you can, like, put your head in? Like, like meditate kind of thing? (laughs) He put one of those on the plane. (laughs) What? I don't even know how to... Oh, I need to, like... Like a, a neck pillow. It's like no, 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 no. It's like a massive, like overhead neck pillow. <laughs> and then you just, and then you just put his head against the like the seat, like in front of him, and then you just sleep the whole. Can time. you can you sleep on planes or not? Uh yeah, I can kind of because I can. I'm all right. I can sleep on buses. I'm really good on buses. Planes depends how tired I am, but yeah, I can sleep on planes. Never, never in your life for me. Cannot sleep. Can't sleep. That myself. No. Well, you should be reflecting like Aaron Breslin. Like does Aaron Breslin. Yeah. Well, actually, let's get into our questions from our Instagram. Yeah. Like, like every other podcast episode, we have questions from the public. Uh, we put a little question poll thing on our Instagram stories, and you can go ask the guests um, questions. So, if you're not following already, follow at Track Chats No Spaces on Instagram. So. Based on his Instagram name, is his is his name Blaz or his name's James Murphy? James, <laughs> James Murphy, yeah. James James Murphy asks Blazing James and is that yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his James Murphy. Bit of bit of an interesting question. Does tequila make you run faster? Oh, that's just a that's an inside that's an inside joke. <laughs> Thanks for the inside joke, James. Yeah, it's funny. A, it's really funny. Yeah, Blazing James and. Yeah, Blaze and Jameson. Oh, the story behind that was um, as a he was on the AFS team this year, and um, don't think he made the actual team, but he, he like respect to him because he rocked up to every training session, and it was just like yeah, so he rocked up to every training session, and then it's kind of tradition that every year um, the captain hosts like the after party for whatever it is, and um, one of my mates who didn't really know who he was. Um, because we, we're drinking a bit of tequila, he had like a third of a bottle of tequila, and he just goes, uh, "I want to give you out a few awards. Uh, the first one is for uh, best bloke on the team." And he just gives it to him, and then I don't know why, but he just opens it up and sculls a third of a bottle of tequila like it was water. And I've it's not very smart. I've James. never seen anything like it. It was incredible. Jeez, have you ever had the had the worm at the bottom of the tequila bottle? Have it like the, the tequila worm? No, I think he's nuts. So like you, you have your bottle of tequila, and when you after you drink the bottle, there's some of the the like the vintage ones has this worm at the bottom, like an actual it's like worm. A, it's like yeah, it's like pretty it's like, it's like a thick little worm at the bottom, and apparently it just soaks everything up. And then you eat the worm. It is crazy. <laughs> like you're not in either camp. You're not pissed. You're not like high or anything. It's different. Different. It's just weird. <laughs> the worm. The worm. You got to try it one day. Put you oh. in a weird, weird spot. I'll put I'll put that on my list of things to do. Yeah, it's like there you go. That you, you you can get them here. It's like a bottle, and you see this like thing at the bottom. It's, it's, it's just a worm. It's a worm. Mm. And it's so Never seen apparently. that before. Yeah, there you go. But the question: Does tequila make you run faster? Probably not. There probably, you go. Probably yeah. not. Thanks for that question, James. Right, this is from Jamie dot d one eight o five eighteen o five. Jamie D. Jamie Dean. Dean. It's Dean. Jamie Dean. Yeah. Okay, um, are you superstitious? And if so, what's your superstition? Um, no, I'm not actually. Don't really have any any superstitions. I remember, <laughs> weirdly enough, like I kind of, um, when I was like, I must have been about 14 or something, 
like, you know, when you hear about like those like awesome athletes and you just want to be like them, like I would hear about their weird superstitions and I'd try them. So there was, um, I can't remember who it was, but someone came and talked to us. He was a, he was a 800 boy. Um, can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember who it was, but I remember him telling us like his weird superstition is that he'd always brush his teeth just before a race. So he'd go to like the bathrooms <laughs> and just brush his teeth. I'm like, I wonder if that makes me run faster. So the next, yeah. the next race I went and I bought my toothbrush. I brushed my teeth <laughs> just before the race. Only did it once. Never, never again. Um, yeah, but other than that, like there's no superstitions whatsoever. Because I think superstitions is kind of hold you back, hold you back a bit. Keep it yeah. simple. Yeah, you got to because if you if that's something that throws throws you off, if you don't have it, yeah, then it's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be like you got to be so flexible with everything. Yeah, and that was like one of the big takeaways from Columbia was <laughs> in the warm up track they like they ran out of time to lay it, so they only had like 90 meters of track at the warm-up track <laughs> oh, and then geez. the rest was just concrete so oh, what we we couldn't Jeez. do like any run-throughs in spikes or anything because there was like yeah. so imagine just like 300 people trying to warm up on 90 yeah, meters that worth of track as well yeah it's crazy. With, with relays as well so <laughs> so like if you've got a superstition that you have to have like two run-throughs and spikes before you race then all of a sudden in a situation like that you you're thrown off your you're thrown off, so it's just um, it's something that I, I think I should I personally just try and avoid superstitions. Fair enough, yeah, it's a good answer. Um, so our next question is from Thomas Diamond. Ah, oh, TD, yeah, what's he saying? TD, asks, who is the new king of Box Hill? <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy Diamond, he's a he's a three k runner. So he was he was um, he was on the trip and. We both train at Box Hill, which is a track in Melbourne, and he really likes to think that he's the he's the king of Box Hill. He's the new king. As a are you no, the old no, king? He, no, he's he he likes to think he's the king of Box he's Hill. King, yeah, he's also a little stick. So, um, but he's he's off to Washington now. So, uh, oh, he's okay. he's signed with Washington uh, to go over to college for there. So the all of a sudden there's a, there's a <laughs> yeah is he's Washington D one yeah Washington D one. Uh, I don't know what the Huskies. I think it is. Um, oh, yeah. So now there, there's there's a hole. There's, there needs to be a new king of Box Hill. And um, how do you reckon? I think I'm the new king. Of Box yeah, Hill. good. Yeah. Love to hear that. Yeah. Love to hear that. This is the two part question. Two part from. I'm assuming this is the matter of yours, Jack Bowen. <laughs> is it? Yeah, is I that? train with train with Jackie Bay. Um, thoughts on the leader of the youth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackie B likes to think he's um a good good runner. I think he can. He's running that one fifty one as like a sixteen or fifteen year old. So was quick for a young fella. Yeah, so he likes to think he he's claimed to be the leader of the youth. So, <laughs> geez, a lot of uh, self proclaimed King, kings and leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, maybe it's just a Victorian thing. Just the ego is a bit higher over there compared to here. James is proclaimed king of the north. King of the North. <laughs> well, John no, he doesn't. He didn't claim that himself. He is. He actually is because he won. He won. King of the North. There you go. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we just, yeah. So, leader of the yeah. youth? Leader of the youth. Yeah, he, he's officially got the title of leader of the youth. And there's a second part to that question. Second part. Same bloke. Why is the leader of the youth such an inspiration to athletics as a whole? Come on. <laughs> come on, Jack. Seriously, seriously asking these questions on the podcast. 
Wasting all our time. Wasting all of our time, Jackie Bay. Um, <laughs> not even going to answer. That's like Fair enough. We'll, we'll move on. Such an inspiration. Thanks. For athletics as a whole. I'm sure you are. Thanks, Jackie Bay. Jack? Jack, we might have to get you on <laughs> when you're a little bit older and more mature. All right? I don't so think you'll ever mature, though. That's the only issue. It'll be rough. All right. So, um, Miles Wrigley. Yeah, Victoria. No. Does the big man, the big man, or you got a big man, does the big man have a field preference? A field preference? I'd assume he's talking about, about field, field events. events. Yeah. Um, that was one thing that was interesting because I never did little athletics. Um, I never got to try everything. So I was just kind of, I did one 400 and then all of a sudden that's my event. Mm-hmm. And I've done that for the last like six, seven years. So... I never got to do like high jump, long jump, triple jump, shot put, any of those stuff. Um, but like if I could pick one event that I'd be like just instantly like really good at, I reckon it would be high jump. Like Good call. High jump's great cool. But high jump's just – I reckon high jump's the best viewing. Like it gets so intense when it gets down to like the last two people. Like – Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I, high jump would be my – Favorite event to watch, I reckon. High jump in the pole vault's pretty good as well when that because it's just yeah. like high jump on steroids. <laughs> 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 nah, it is it's good fun. It's good fun to do as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Chris. Alrighty, this is from uh, Luke Baker Hunter. Yeah, double barrel. Double barrel partner. Yeah. yeah. Um. Will you at all miss the four hundred? Oh. Um, yes and no. Like, I think being a 400 runner has kind of, because you're, like, to be a good 400 runner, you have to bury yourself in lactic pretty much week in, week out. Like, I had a training block once where my training partner, he threw up nine weeks in a row. So every Thursday, he'd have a have a vomit after our session because it was that rough so when you're putting your body through that kind of stuff it gives you like one resilience and like kind of two different perspectives so you kind of um so i think that's kind of seeped into other other areas of my life like it's given me a lot of um a lot of resilience and it's kind of made 800 running feel like it's very different but it a lot of the stuff because you're not pushing your body to that like very limit every single week like it kind of feels almost a little bit easier like i know it's it's very different stuff and i'm not very good at any of it yet um but i think that part i'll definitely miss but i will not be missing that kind of feeling when you cross the line that is it's an unmatched feeling like i've i've had one i remember one race where um I didn't even see the last 20 metres. Like, my my vision just went black. And then I just crossed the line. Black. 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 Like, like, I couldn't see. Like, I was seeing stars. Like, that's... Oh, just, man. Jeez. Like, how, how hard you push yourself as a 400 runner. So, respect to any 400 runners. But I probably won't be missing that much. Definitely a tough, tough, tough mm. event. It's a hard event. It's a real hard event. Next one is uh, Noah Oliver. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um... I actually met Noah in Melbourne a couple of couple of months ago. Good did you bloke. meet Noah? I did. I was in Melbourne uh, in December. Yeah. Um, for twenty first, and I met Noah, and 
I caught up with Roman and all that. It's so. a long way for a for a couple of beers and a good time. Oh, for anyone no who, no beers, just a good time. For anyone no, who has no. ever met Noah, he's again one of the most unique individuals I've ever come across. Because he's got like he's very open about it, but he's got ADHD, but like to the max. So he does he does decathlon, which is like the perfect event for him. <laughs> and he like like he's just he's got so much energy all the time. But he's um yeah, he's an interesting cat. He'd be he'd be an unreal guest if you ever want to get him on. Yeah. Um but oh yeah, he, I've got some funny stories about him. He's a good bloke, but his he's, a, question, he's a great bloke. Yeah, his question um, is: if it's if it's just if it's not an inside joke or anything, it's a very ADHD question. But I feel <laughs> like I get a feeling it is an inside joke. Yeah, do you is. get sick of turning left? <laughs> <laughs> he's just making a joke about four hundred. Yes. <laughs> in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sick of turning left. I didn't actually pick up on that. But there you go. Yeah. Classic, classic field field enter. Yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. Um, I do run 150s at training and 200, so... Oh, yeah. A little bit there. You got 10 left much there, though. Yeah. You know, I actually got injured because, like, my outside leg was stronger than my inside leg. From turning left to just continue there. Right. What do you do? You just run the other way for a couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> even it out. Even it out. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if anyone ever does that. Any coaches get people to run? I have seen some distance guys doing that here. Mm. They yeah. go one way and then, like, and then they do the other way. Yeah. Because it throws you off. It's like weird. St- not starting on a bend. It, it'd really throw you yeah, off. Yeah. It's strange. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Imagine doing that, doing a reverse 400. So you yeah, start, that'd on, be, you start on straight, straight and, and then, then finish on the bend. That would feel weird, yeah. That'd yeah. feel real weird. They should, they should do that. Yeah, it's just like a novelty. Just yeah. One time yeah. set it up at Strive. We'll do, four, we'll do 400s the other way. Even a 200 be the same thing. Straight in the bend. Away. Yeah. yeah. That'd be weird. Imagine like dying on the bend. End, end of 200 <laughs> and, and you're running the bend. That'd you're like, be so uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably be a bit harder, hey? Yeah. This is a question from Poppy Briggs. Uh, trains with Lynn. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. great question here. Fave, fave part about a earth. About what? About a earth. A earth? Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly says O Earth, mate. She says O Earth. And it's definitely not a typo. At all. No, they wouldn't. No, you, she, Poppy yeah. Briggs doesn't make typos. No, she does not make typos. Come on, Poppy. Oh, but the beaches. Beaches, beaches in mm. Perth. That is the absolute best. Uh, pretty good. Like, you're, you're, you're close to the beach where you're staying at the moment, are you? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've gone down the beach every day. Yeah, just gone down to like Scarborough. Oh, it's so nice. It is very nice. And the heat. It's always warm here. That's the best part. It's fucking cold in Melbourne. It is nice over here. Six degrees the other day in Victoria. Really? In Melbourne. Uh, No, it's in... It's February. Yeah, it was in Ballarat, I think. Six degrees. Oh, well, that's just excellent because that's where the Commonwealth Games is going to be. Oh. Can we talk about the fact that they're in country Victoria? Okay, actually, that's a great point. I want to bring... I forgot to bring that up. Okay. Melbourne, we've said sporting capital of Australia. MCG... One of the greatest stadiums in the world. All right, sick. Let's have the Commonwealth Games in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. First of all, they could have come to Perth, but we didn't get that, which is disappointing. I would have loved to jump it off to this, but (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. MCG is a clear, clear choice of venue. But no, let's put them in country Victoria. What's it's the just, what's the consensus there? Oh, it's just stupid. Like we've got all the infrastructure in Well, Melbourne. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What's mm. infrastructure like, in Ballarat? What like accommodation wise, how many athletes are gonna be there plus supporters? Because you see the athletics in Ballarat. I don't know, but Yeah, the athletics the is gonna be in Ballarat. There's gonna be some stuff in Geelong and then there's gonna be some stuff Geelong's not bad. Geelong Yeah. yeah. Well, Geelong is like Geelong's almost sporty anyway because it's got yeah, Geelong cats there, Geelong. cats and whatnot. Geelong and Geelong, they could have almost if they had the athletics in Geelong, they can use um, Cadenia Park, which is the that would be pretty ground. cool. Yeah, but I, I I don't understand why it's in country Victoria. Like I get um, hit pretty hard with COVID to so like boosting their economy, but. If you have to build all the infrastructure yeah. to host it, like it's it's the Commonwealth Games. It's not like a it's not a charity event to boost the economy. It, yeah, it's it's a celebration of sport. Yeah, and like, do you reckon? I reckon there won't be many more Commonwealth Games soon after twenty twenty six. Oh, we'll, we'll probably leave the the Commonwealth and then. Well, I've heard that um, countries that have. Like historically yeah, being part of the Commonwealth still compete, even yeah. if they've left. Yeah, but and it's also like who's gonna compete? Like you look at the people that actually competed in Birmingham. Yeah. Like people are gonna choose world champs over that any day of the week. So it's like Except yeah. for Brandon Stark. True. Except for Brandon mm. Stark. Stark. No, nah, the thing is, like, as a like Australian bloke growing up as a child. Being a Bombers fan as well, M- MCG is like the place yeah. that you want to compete at. And like as a high jumper, I'm thinking, imagine at the MCG, eighty to a hundred thousand people clapping for me. Like oh, I, I want, I insane. want that so badly. And like, look, still hungry to go to the Com Games and the Olympic Games and all that. But I'm kind of like, man, if only it was at the G, that'd be so sick. Yeah, and they've hosted Olympics before at the J. They've hosted yeah. Olympics and they've hosted and the Com, Com Games. Games before. Com Games recently as well. Like they, they can do it, so it's like, why? Yeah. Why would you put it in and Ballarat? What are What are people's thoughts in Melbourne? Are they similar to yours? Not oh, I haven't talked to anyone about it. Yeah, everyone's a bit like everyone's just like, what's up with that? That's just damn it, Dan Andrews. Weird. Come on, man. It's strange, strange call, strange call. Anyway, <laughs> next question. From Noah Oliver again. Um, how do you prepare mentally for Noah Oliver to always rip you in the last rep? <laughs> Thanks, Noah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, firstly, Noz he doesn't doesn't rip me in the last rep, and if he does, it's a you just resort to the last rep hero. Like no one wants yeah. to be the last rep hero. Yeah, yeah. if you just, if you're saving yourself, if, so if you, you can want win to the last rep, yeah. If you want to rank like just scum of athletics, like last That's, rep hero is pretty yeah. high up there. Yeah. It's, so, it's poor stuff. It's very That's what, um, you know, COP does each rep faster and faster, like substantially faster and faster. Really? Each 300. He's like a beast. couple of seconds difference. So there he's you go, he's saving it. But yeah. obviously it's working pretty well. But So there you go, little, um, what do they call it? PSA, public service announcement. Don't yeah. be a last rep hero. Yeah, right. No one likes you. Don't be a last rep hero. Exactly. Like respect if you, if you run a fast last rep, but you've led a couple before that. Like that's, that's yeah, good. It's right. that's good. If you don't be a last. You saved right. yourself. Yeah, nah, no yeah. Last and all, first and the last. Yeah, yeah don't want that. Anyway, 
Chris? Um, yeah, look, not sure what kind of response he wants here. It's not really a question as much. It's just a reference to last night. I think your beverage of choice is one draft, question mark, from, from Tony from, Gazelli. From Tony. Yeah. Swans oh, are good. I'm, is he asking maybe if you yeah, like them or not? I like, yeah. Yeah. I like the Swannies. They were, they were really nice. They're not very um, – they just taste like water. Yeah. It's, they're, they're very um, – not very strong. They do the, yeah, I'd have to agree. Although the Wolfies aren't too much better. But they're a bit fruitier though. A bit fruitier. Like a shitty single fin. <laughs> there you go. We don't um, have those in Victoria. Yeah, have any, oh, yeah, we, we wouldn't have gauge, would you? Um, they're not bad. Have you been to gauge rides yet? You, no. no. You're not going to have time, are you? Good I wish on. I had another week here. <laughs> Come back for States, yeah. mate. Yeah. Come back. States, that's the other thing. States is the same week as our States. So oh, I have to compete. Oh, yeah, so. Why would they compete. do that? Because you know athletes do like to travel to other mm. States to compete. To compete at their States. So it's like... It's silly. Yeah. Yeah, so this is from Craig Danas. Craig. Uh, Gussie, massive fan of you. Gussie. Um, really like you as a bloke. Um, massive fan and all. Any chance? Massive fan. Yeah, massive fan. Yeah. Is. Huge fan. Um, yeah, like any chances of moving to Perth, you can obviously stay at his place in Fred Hill <laughs> provide accommodation free of charge. Um, yeah, we just love the opportunity for, for to become closer mates. If you could maybe stay with him for a bit. You know, Tony, actually, after after our <laughs> session on Wednesday, <laughs> we're talking about 400s, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you can just stay at my house the next week and you can race in the next stride. <laughs> That'd be cool. Nah, I think you've, to be fair, you've if made everyone, a good impression on everyone. If everyone so chipped you, in a couple of days, you could, you could get by till Friday. Yeah, you, pro- <laughs> you probably could. A couple of days at Tony's, a couple of days here, a couple of yeah. days at mine. Yeah, I could, to, just, I could house. Or you mate. could just stay Craig's the whole week. He <laughs> seems to really want to get to know you well, so... <laughs> Massive um, fan, massive fan, by the way. Have a think about it. You've got a couple of hours to your flight, so, you know. Oh, yeah. A couple of hours. Are you, are you packed? Are you going straight from here? No, nah, I've got the 11.30 flight out oh, of okay, here. Okay, you'll be right. To Brizzy as well. <laughs> and then I got oh, down to Melbourne. No, you're going to have to stand on the way. Oh, it's, a, it's a grim flight. Um, but this trip has made me go, like, actually consider, like, I'd, I'm, like, half tempted. Like, if an opportunity arose to move over here, I'd be like, yeah, why not? You know well, what I mean? we've, we've stitched Craig up a little bit there. Yeah, I'm sure we can the, study media in Perth. Mate, you, we can partner up for yeah. track chats. Go to go to Whopper. Yeah, well, yeah. Whopper's pretty mate, good. There you, you go. Know, you know your stuff already. Oh, because I'm at I'm at the Victorian equivalent. Oh, right, uh, yeah, right, right, right. So right. Can, Do they like do transfers and shit? Could you have to look into that? <laughs> See mate, if I can I'm sure, I'm sure you can. I'm sure but, Craig will be happy to sort that out for you. Yeah, well, Craig, yeah, obviously, as he says, really wants to become closer, mate. So if you want to. <laughs> want to live with him <laughs> free of charge um, we've stitched him up a bit he's only got one room so you have to sleep in his bed with him but that it <laughs> obviously not complaining about that <laughs> yeah like it, it, it'd be a great chance to get to know him better but continuing on with the question he asked okay, his actual question yeah. is oh, that was the actual question <laughs> alright go for it um, Gussie maybe move to Perth take on cop for the 400 title I'm assuming he means do you, do you know? Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, Cole, yeah. Cole, he's a forty-seven two man, isn't he? Yeah, he is forty-seven two this season with his PB. Forty-seven two, shit, that's quick. In good shape. Well, you're not too far, too far behind him, mate. Yeah. What do you reckon? Would you would you be in better shape than you forty-seven? I'd be really interested because I've been maintaining like the same. I've been doing the same speed sessions. Yeah. So like, I've speed's still there. So speed's still there, relatively, but I haven't done that like speed endurance. So I'd be. Luke Major, actually, um, 
he at Zatapec did a four by four. So did an eight hundred, went one fifty one, I think, yeah. and then backed up with a forty seven five leg of a four Oof. by four. That's pretty good. That's like I'm on the same program as him. Probably don't have the same speed, but although yeah, you're not 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 too far from. What's his four hundred PB? Um, it's forty seven something. I want to say forty seven five. I reckon or forty seven four. Be something close to that. Well, you'd have your you'd have your squad lined up if you moved here. Sure, I'm sure you'd go you'd go for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So thoughts on yeah moving to take on cop, the cop, take out cop and maybe run an eight. Have a have a look at Luke Shaw as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look at it. If the timing actually aligned, I would have loved to have come over here and done your states. Yeah. I might try yeah. and do that next year. Yeah, it's a shame that this yeah. obviously you want to compare your own states. Yeah, yeah right. if if the timing aligns next year, I'll, I will be over for for the states. Good. Love to hear Still that. It. Yeah. Good. We'll take both on Chris up. and I will be over our injuries by then, so <laughs> track chats will be firing. <laughs> come on. <laughs> anyway, we um before I get too excited and I was just chill. Alright, so our next segment is travelling quite nicely with our last question. <laughs> New segment. Well, we had our first edition of this segment last episode, but this is like a confirmed new segment. Cool with cop. Cool. All right. Cool so, spelled with a K. <laughs> cool yeah. spelled with a K. Because cop. Well, is cop spelled with, spelled a, K. with a C. Ooh. No, cop, we're going to be cool. Cop that. Cool with a K. Cool with cop. I so, like that. Let's do it. We'll be calling cop. I don't think he knows who we have on. <laughs> no, <but laughs> just just we'll said see. yes. Here, here, here we go. Here we go. Hi, Michael. Adam Cop. Welcome to another episode of Track Chats. This is um our new segment, Cool with Cop. All right. So <laughs> how are you feeling, Adam? Oh, great as always. Thank you very much, um, Michael. Just having a bit of a lazy Sunday. So always, always happy to jump on. And uh, break up procrastinating my uh, uni study. Lovely. Love to hear that. G'day, Adam. Chris here. How's the new bedside table going from Ikea, the black one? Oh, it's going bloody great. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, uh, definitely a nice addition, definitely a nicer addition than uh, what I had before. Yep. Um, yep. Just blends really nicely into the room. How did <laughs> how, how the assembly go? Are you a fan of Ikea furniture assembly or do you, do, do you struggle a bit? So I'm not sure if I went through this last time, but like I'm really, it's definitely an area of improvement for me that I need yeah. to work on. Um, definitely put a couple nails through in incorrect places, but that's all good. It's, yeah, it's right. hidden. As long as it's well, not, enough. it's yeah. not hidden anymore because I've just like told the general public or whoever listens to this. But uh, yeah, there's nails that shouldn't be in the right spot in my in my furniture. Nice cop. Uh, uh, yeah, I do find those instructions quite ambiguous. So. Uh, that's yeah, obviously maybe not even your fault. You could blame that on IKEA itself, the, <laughs> that body and how they present information to, on on assembly. I think potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, especially. I mean, uh, you'd think doing Lego a lot as a kid, you'd be better at these sort of things. But uh, I'm not talking to you specifically. But like, yeah, uh, it's just not it's not it. But yeah, you got to practice. I mean, life skills, right? I would argue Lego probably a little, little bit more simplistic than. IKEA furniture, just just a little bit, yeah. But anyway, oh um, mate, I don't know. Lego, Lego Star Wars had some pretty some pretty complex structures. Yeah, it depends. I, I've yeah. heard the Death Star was quite the challenge. Yeah, it also costed like five hundred dollars. It was like I mean, I never got it, but like 
yeah, because I don't live in Dalkeith, but apparently, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, a pretty, pretty upscale uh, Lego Lego investment, you know. Nice. So, Cop, do you know? Um, yeah. Here we have on the on the pod this episode. A- am I correct in saying it's Gus? It is Gus, yeah. from Overy. It is Gus. Gus Sim from Overy. Yep. Um, you met yep. briefly with him. At the track. Very briefly. Good, yeah. good pacing. Yeah. Good pacing work on the 800 the other night, by the way. Didn't get to. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, I feel like I could have held in there a bit longer. I felt uh, Tommy Moorcroft creep up on my shoulder and I probably could have done him a bit more of a solid and kept going a bit because, yeah, I, I feel like I could have done a bit better. But thank you. I appreciate it. It was. I could have been a bit more even. I went out like 25 and then like pumped the brakes, but that's right. <laughs> Wasn't even right. planning well, on doing it. So. We went through the time we wanted anyway. So yeah, it was perfect, perfect split. It was a good 53. So. Perfect 53. Love that. Well done, Adam. Um, so one of our questions on the podcast was from mm-hmm. Craig Dinas. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty interesting question. Um, mm-hmm. He asks, Gussie, any chance of moving to Perth and maybe take on Adam Cop for the 400 metres? Ooh. Ooh. What are your thoughts about that? I'm here for it. I'm, I'm 100% here for it. Uh, I'll take any extra competition um, for 400 um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I've seen a lot of people come and go through the event and, um, yeah, I've had, what, 22 straight wins here? And that's 22 straight wins. I think we need to do something 22 about that. 22 straight wins. Yeah. Next Friday. Yeah. So is Gus doing it? Yeah, oh. <laughs> we've we've decided that Gus is going to be house hopping, and oh, actually no, he's going to he's just going to stay with Craig yeah, Dean Craig this week. Just yeah, we'll, we'll sleep with room. Craig this week. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he and he'll race you next week, and he'll get to know I, Craig a lot better. I, th- I think, <laughs> yeah, great opportunity. I, I think that's I think that's agreed on Gus. <laughs> Fade stitched. Would you actually do it if you could change your flight? Nah, I've got too much stuff to do in Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. <laughs> I reckon next time I come over, we set up a 550 race. 550. Ooh. Thoughts on that? Oh, that's a good distance. That's a good distance. Matter of fact, weird flex and a little bit of a side tangent, but in tw- I'm, I'm sitting at my desk like trying to quote-unquote study, which is basically looking at memes, and I have this like... <laughs> um, like I have this tr- trophy on my like bedside, not the one that I got from Ikea, but but um, more my study desk in 2016 where I won like a 550 gift. Um, and I remember my time was quite similar to Peter Annabelle. I mean, Peter Ball. And, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. No ETOs used on that one, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I reckon I would, I'd be pretty solid at a 550 given my eight 153 and, you know, I've low 47 in the four. I reckon put those two together. 550 is pretty good distance for me. I reckon, so. I reckon we set it up next time. Good. We'll, I didn't know 550 we'll get, was like a thing. Is that oh, like I'm just thinking if I'm doing eights and he's doing fours, we've got to find like, like a crossover. Yeah. We've got to find like a crossover. Where so we we've got, race. yeah, we've got, um, we've got, got tr- that on track track exclusive. Track chass exclusive. We can, track chass can host that event. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. A year's You're, time. A year's when time. When you're back. When yeah. you're going to be back next. I'll set it up so that I'll come back. So you've had world under 20s to, Focus here. Now you've got this. Yeah, now I've got this. Is like twelve month right. campaign. That's all. That's all the lead towards. up. Okay. Like, yeah. So what's at stake here? What are we? What are we running for, fellas? We got to figure out something important. Yeah, it's got to be a decent wager. Yes. Yeah, what's the wager? Well, it, it's almost like a, a 
world like world juniors reps like clash like which was the superior world juniors like 2018 <laughs> or 2022 Okay. And you know what's funny? Like Gus and I were like the most trash ones on the team. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I've already admitted that. <laughs> Sorry, Gus. Sorry, Gus. That, that was that was uh, probably a bit of a low blow. But I mean, oh no, I'm, like I'm, high, I'm welcome to. We're running like high forty sevens, and you know, I was on a team with like Ash Maloney, who now has like an Olympic bronze medal. So <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much like scraping the bottom of the barrel, um, and I don't know why, but I felt like I'd drag someone else down with me because you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm nice, studying, nice. I'm good. kind of, you know, questioning my life decisions, studying like exercise, sports science, like, am I going to get a job? Probably not, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, on, yeah nice. on the wager, what are we putting up? I don't know. Oh, okay, I think it's going to be hard to think about it right here, right now. We can mm. we can come up with something and we'll promote it on track charts. Um, yeah, I like this. We'll, we'll give a time and a date, probably close to a Is anyone away. else involved in this? Are we... Like chucking Gazelle in there, or should we chuck Gazelle mm. in there? Should we chuck Nathaniel Taylor in? Are there? Are we going to do five fifty or six hundred? Jacking five fifty or six hundred could be good. What What are we thinking? Five fifty or six hundred? Let's decide this right now. Six hundred's good. Have you got a six hundred time, Gus? Oh, I'd have to go deep into my training diaries. Not not Jacking since I've been doing eights. Sorry. Okay. Could you crack one twenty? Do you reckon a minute twenty? Yeah, I've cracked one twenty before. I think. Yeah, same. That's good. That, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, I reckon, uh, well, 600, right in between four and eight. So Yeah, I reckon we yeah. do that. Let's, let's confirm that. Set that Tony up. Tony would be good in that as well because he's having a good he's having a good season. Mm, nice. Um, he ran, very good season. Ran a good eight the other night. Lovely. Yeah. yeah and, well, I'll, and the I'll week before, it was Okay, well, we might be able to assemble some of the best Maybe four and eight runners year. around the country and try next and get year, this Jordan going. Hamilton could be even better. He's, oh. he's rising. He's, he's yeah, rising. Hamilton. <laughs> Jordan oh, Hamilton. Jesus Christ. Don't we he's all know that? Steve 14, Hamilton, I think. Tony, 14, he ran 48. Like, like, schools to get silver. Yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah. 48 as a 14-year-old? Yeah. Is, how old is he, Cup? Uh, Jordan Hamilton is... 15, but he's also been training since he was six. So, I, mm. I don't know. I, Has he actually since yeah. he was six? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been training for a long time. I don't know. Just he seems to have like a really high training age. All right. Well, um, yeah. That is that is a excellent second edition of Call with Cop on the podcast. Oh, thank you. We've set up thank a you, competition. Man. We can try and find some other competitors. It's but his main is, it, yeah. is mainly... Gus, that's no, cool. I like the sound of this. All right, next time, Gus. Is in w. All right, lovely. You well, thank you, Cot, for calling in. We appreciate it, and we will see you. My on the pleasure track. as always. All right, I'll be looking forward to listening to the full form podcast when it's uploaded to Spotify. So, yes, very, very good. Lovely, um, and very good to get someone not from WA on, expand the audience. You know, see if Gus can get some of his. Uh, Eastern States friends to uh, tune in and get around Aston WA. Because we that. do exist, we are here. Uh, <laughs> just sometimes, yeah. We are really. Um, well then, yeah. Fair enough. Thanks, cop. We appreciate it. All right, take it easy. No, no thanks, boy. Adam. Bye. There you go. That is he's, what, he's an interesting cat, isn't he? That is what calls with cool with cop does. It sets sets up. That was very very well exciting. Um, six hundred, six hundred, six hundred. So this has been going for a while. One of our longer episodes. Um, our last segment, improvements. So we always ask, 
what can we improve for athletics in WA? Gus is from Victoria. Um, so we're going to jump straight in. Gus, oh, if you got anything based on oh, yeah, based last on your week's one week. drive or, yeah, I'm or just, the training situations um, or whatever, feel free to give us your two cents. But There's not much, like, to improve it. Oh. It's kind of hard, like, because athletics is such, like, a small niche community in WA. Like, I'd say... Um, in Victoria, our specialist mates are, like, really good. So if you could have something like that, that would be, like, sick. Some specialist mates. Some yeah. specialist mates. Just to, like, have a bit of a different atmosphere from Stride where you can kind of go to a meet where you're like, this is it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm locked into this one race. Um, that's always good. But, um, yeah, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. You, you'd change about WAS. I haven't been here long enough, though, to improve. Fair enough. Yeah, I do see the times over there, those high-velocity mates are quick. They're always really, really good. Yeah, if you can get into that, like, A race for either milers or high-velocity, yeah. really like, it's going to be, like, a quick time. Like, I think, mm-hmm. um, like, normally, like, for the A, like, 148, 147 yeah, can cruise. normally win it. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to run sub 150 to win it. So it's always, yeah, it's always really good pretty impressive um so let's talk about athletics in australia as a whole what improvements would you like to see in athletics australia or is australia Um, an athletics country i think i think athletics australia is making one of the one of the things i would have said is um like making improvements to like be like a relay country like Mm. you look at your like poland right like they don't necessarily have that many amazing like 400 runners or 100 runners, but they are always competitive on a world stage when it comes to four by fours because they absolutely like they'll have people that are like specialist four by four runners and they'll just drill them on like changeovers and like how to run it, which is slightly different to a 400. And like if we can become like one of those niche kind of countries is like, okay, we're going to focus on four by fours and four by ones and that's kind of how we could like be competitive more on a world stage. Well, that was that was Lynn's philosophy when she came on. Yeah, that's what she, she said. She reckons get four blokes to get a medal on the world stage for four or four. Because that's um, they've appointed a new new relay coach. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Craig Pickering's now the head relay coach in Athletics Australia. But that's like kind of from what I understand, that is the mentality going yeah. forward for the next uh, nine, like the next couple of years leading up to the olympics is that we want to win an olympic like a medal in a four by four or four by one so that'd I think, be crazy yeah i think yeah. that's kind of and then the other thing i was going to say was um like putting more emphasis on like our field events like um especially javelin and high jump like we have got some crazy talent with the javelin and high jump at the moment like if we can see that talent coming through yeah. like we've just got to invest in that Fun fact is that Australia is ranked number one high jump country in the world. Oh yeah, we are the best. We are we are better than us. No, we are the best high jump country in the world. How do they quantify that? That was based on rankings. Yeah, yeah, okay. Rankings and also like in the girls, we've got um McDermott, uh, Eleanor Patterson, and you've got Erin Shaw coming through as well. Yeah, Mm. recently jumped a couple of one nineties. She jumped one ninety. That's a serious height. That's a serious height. She she said she was very close to one ninety three, which is 
as yeah. a, as an eighteen year old, yeah. which is yeah. and insane. Olympic qualifiers ninety six as well. Ninety six. Oh, no, she's she's not far off that at all. She's got a good training squad. Alex Stewart, Brandon Stark, oh, Eleanor yeah. Patterson. Yeah. Imagine training. <laughs> you just got the world champ. You got Commonwealth. I Games feel like champ. I'd adapt to that training squad so well. I'd I'd just like soak everything up. It'd be sick. looking for an invite. Just quite. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Would you leave? Alex. Would you? Would you, you move to up? Sydney to train there? Uh, it's interesting that you asked me this because I was having this uh, conversation with my strength coach, um, and he was like, "Would you?" He was asking me the same thing. Would you consider it? And I'm thinking, look, my like thing is that I believe that Nenad can get me to the Olympics. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Nenad can get me to the Olympics. But I'm also thinking it would be pretty cool to like absorb some of the things that Brandon has to say, Alex Stewart has to say. And I'd also like to just be amongst that at training. I mean, like I train with Alex Perrin. He's a good training partner. But I think if I can have someone who's like, like much better than me to push me, because I, you know, I just want to chase him down and like beat Brandon Stark. That'd be sick. <laughs> I, I, I want to I compete against him so badly. I want to compete against Brandon, Ul, and Joel. And like kind of fly under the radar with these injuries and then kind of like take a win from nowhere because no one's really expecting it. That'd be, that'd be cool. cool. But yeah, I, I think good to try with people who are kind of a step above. Yeah. But I think I'd look if the invite was there, I'd probably, I probably would take it on. What's your PB? 212 of a four step run up. Shit. So that's, <laughs> that's like, that's because of injuries and stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, well, back to the, the question yeah. of, um, like field improvements. So like I was saying, we've got insane talent with high jump. We've got insane talent with javelin as well. Like javelin's like, we've got some, like we've got Kelsey mm. Barber's just mm. current world champ. Kenzie Little. Kenzie Little. Yeah. And then one of my training partners, um, Mackenzie, she, she ever hears it, she'll kill me. I can't pronounce her last name. It's impossible. <laughs> but like she, she could, like we've got... Yeah. We could potentially have three in like a world champs final, yeah. like in the next couple of years. So to see that Athletics Australia is willing to invest, how much? I can't remember. I think it was fifteen million dollars in the new throws, the throws camp. Like the oh, throws, is that QAS? Yeah, the QAS. Yeah. Like I think the two things that I would have said that to improve, like they've already made steps towards that. Mm. So I think. Like I said earlier, I think it's just an amazing time to be an athlete in Australia right now. There's more government funding coming in. There's more attention shown to our sport. Like, it is just this generation of people going through now, we we will have one of the best generations of athletics because it's just a good time to be in Australian athletics right now, I reckon. Love to hear that. Promising. Yeah, very. There we go. So, it's a great note to end on. Um I think that wraps up uh, episode seven of the Track Chats podcast there. It's been an, been an absolute pleasure having me on. Uh, thank you very much. Lovely. Thanks very much, Gus. Cheers, Gus. Thanks for coming on. Um, we'll be looking forward to seeing you back in Perth to yes. tee up this race. And um, Oh, yeah. I'll, I will be back. Good. <laughs> and, um, you know, good luck for your season coming up. Um, track Chats classic. Track Chats classic. <laughs> that go. could that it. You know what? Could be something. The Track Chats classic. <laughs> track. Oh. You know? We could be hosting a competition. Um, I need to, this is going to be good fun. This, track this, this track could be, chats classic. This could be very good. We can get around this. We can get everyone around this. If you're over east and you want to compete at the track chats classic, send us a message and we can we can get something going. But uh, aside can from we, that, can we do the if the track track classic? 
can we only just do like weird events that aren't actually run? Yeah. So we just have like a 600. Yeah, do like yeah. a nitro kind of format. We'll do like a 60. We'll do a a mixed relay. Yeah, do like well, a 150 or something. 150. Yeah. I reckon. Something that... I do the hurdle relays. I look nuts. Remember them? I reckon a track chase classics, I do remember them, but I think we can like have a track chase classics might not be at the track. We could like get competitions in Elizabeth Key and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> Lay down some, you know, like... Oh, like street track, mates and stuff. Like street mates. That'd be nuts. Track, yeah. track oh, classics can be... Like the 150s mates. that go through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so good. We... Maybe that could be the track chats classics. High jumping in Elizabeth K. High cool. jump in Elizabeth K. Pole vault comp though. Could even do that. Discus, a discus competition where you throw the discus into the Swan River. Oh, that like, like <laughs> grand final, like yeah, longest like kick. the yeah. longest kick. It could be happening. So if you're, <laughs> if you know happening. someone that could sponsor this event and make it happen, let us know. Uh, but aside from that, get humor on it. Get humor on it <laughs> for sure. But we keep rambling on. Um, that was episode seven. Done. Uh, guys, have a good flight back. And thank you very thanks much. Thanks for coming on. All right. was, mate. And thank you for everyone else listening to the Track Chats podcast. Uh, once again, if you are not following us on Instagram, follow us at Track Chats, no spaces. Check out our content. And this podcast is going to be on Spotify, Apple Music, all your streaming device, uh, all your streaming platforms available, and a full video podcast on YouTube. Thanks very much. See ya.